Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to the C-Note Audio Extravaganza. This is your host, Mr. Christian Rivera, and this is, this is the show that is like a doctor's appointment. You're going to pay for it either way, and you might end up with a finger in a weird place. But uh, today, <laughs> but today, I wanted to talk about my cross-country trip and how that was, and a lot of things I learned from it. Uh, I'm getting ready to go for the day, so... The audio level is going to change. I'm going to be in the car soon, but I uh, wanted to give you a heads up on that. And then, um, I don't know, also let you know, I went to a Halloween party last night. That was a good time. Pretty excited about that. Uh, I am feeling a little bit empty in the belly area, so I have to get me some food very soon and uh, go back on the road for a while. So, while I'm on the road, I want to share some things that I learned as it pertains to... Uh, you know, patience and solitude and things like that. I've got this whole list of stuff that I'll go through and um, do a bunch of short segments on each topic and uh, just kind of talk through it and share my thoughts on my experience. For those who don't know, I just finished a long cross country trip from San Diego to Philadelphia on my own. Uh, that was about 42 hours-ish, uh, four nights, five days, and... Um, very long journey through uh, Utah, Colorado, Des Moines, Iowa, Columbus, Ohio, and then ended up here in Philly. And then I'm driving to go see people soon, so there's more of that stuff. <laughs> so lots of driving, uh, lots of time with no signal. So uh, kind of an interesting time to appreciate my surroundings and think a lot about what's going on, which was kind of like the point of the journey really was like, this was my odyssey. This was my opportunity to go across the country and just kind of like be forced to deal with my own thoughts and work through them and figure out how to parse what's going on in life. So with that, uh, that's the topic we're going to talk about today. This is an official podcast and let's go. Okay, so thanks for joining me on this rainy Sunday. You're going to hear a lot of uh, bouncing and noises and uh, windshield wipers and things because I'm now in my car on the road again. And speaking of on the road again, this episode is going to be about my cross-country trip and some of the lessons I learned from that. The first being, not really lessons, I should say, like, but things that I thought about. Not necessarily, like, I don't want you to have this expectation that I'm going to leave you with some sort of wisdom. I'm just talking. <laughs> so, uh, the first big one was solitude, and I was really, I was expecting it, but also was surprised by the amount of solitude that I was forced to deal with. Um, I was by myself, but I was also on the phone a lot and listening to podcasts and things like that. Um, but there were definitely times when I was recording time lapses using my phone and I was sitting in silence for a good 30 minutes, uh, just me and the road and no signal. My phone was occupied. I was not listening to anything and was just going. And, uh, 
that was kind of amazing to just sort of stop and reflect and be awake with my thoughts. And, um, you know, for me, there's a lot going on, um, you know, working through my divorce. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm also expecting a child with said divorcee. That might be the first time I said that, so that's random. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of complicated stuff going on with that. And I would appreciate, I'm not looking for advice on that. I'm just saying that that's a thing. So, and I'm working through that. But the solitude allowed me to sort of come face to face with a lot of those things. Because when you're left with your thoughts, you're not in the middle of a podcast. You're sort of just whatever is going to bubble to the surface will bubble to the surface and you're sort of forced to deal with it. Um, and for me, I, I, you know, being self-aware person, I like to work through it and like just talk myself through the situation and work through all the angles and all the thoughts that I can. And for me, that was useful. That was kind of a part of the journey. That was a big part of, of me getting out there and making the trip on my own allowing myself to be with my thoughts and work through that. Um, and I, I, I would suggest, I mean, if you're a person that can handle that sort of thing, I suppose, I would, just, I would suggest giving it a try, not necessarily crossing country, but doing something that, you know, everything is shut off. And it's not necessarily meditating, because often meditating is, is emptying your thoughts. Um, I, I would do something close to that, where you're getting comfortable with your thoughts and, um, you know, really being honest with yourself, I think, is, is the takeaway. Uh, I think we often mask what we're actually thinking with other ideas or filters or excuses or things like that. And not really being honest with how we feel. We're say, we say that we're okay, that we're fine when we're not. And um, I think the road to salvation for lack of a better way to put it, is paved in being honest with yourself. Really. So that degree of solitude allowed me to really be honest with myself. It's kind of like when you're sleeping, you know, your memory is processing and you're filtering and um, basically your brain is like defragmenting stuff and, you know, putting it into long-term memories. Whereas, and that's not a scientific explanation, by the way, um, uh, but it's like doing that awake is like a different kind of stream of consciousness. And I think it's, I just think it's interesting. And for me, it was helpful in my journey and I really loved it and I got a lot from it. So that's good. Let's move on to the next one. So I have this next one listed as success beyond location. I can't really remember what I was talking about, but I think I was just referencing, um, the notion that I could work from anywhere, uh, which is nice <laughs> um, for me or really for, and I think for anyone, it's smart to think about ways that you can be successful outside of a specific area. And I think for me, that's a lot of the, a lot of the reason why I allowed myself to leave in the first place, um, to have the confidence in myself to be able to go to the next thing and not really worry about like, oh, I can't get this particular job in this particular place. And I just wanted to allow myself the freedom to do that. And really, I've been cultivating that since I was a kid. And, um, you know, now I'm kind of reaping the rewards, not really reaping them, but, um, you know, I'm in the beginning phases of realizing that I can do anything anywhere. And for that, when I choose to be somewhere, that 
it's for a reason, for a good reason, because it's where I want to be. So, uh, I don't know. That's success beyond location. That's another thing. Another key component that I learned on my trip across the country is that momentum is better than speed. Momentum about being consistent and keeping the things moving. Um, you know, I pretty much stayed the same speed throughout my journey. Didn't allow for any kind of stoppages. Uh, didn't let myself get caught behind cars. A lot of the times, some of my friends who are a little bit more of the speedy type, they'll end up going so fast that they end up like slowing themselves down behind a car that's going too slow. And, um, you know, they're accelerating, decelerating, and they're kind of all over the place. A, it, that takes too much brain power on a long trip like this. You need things to be kind of like at an even keel. Um, and B, you want to be able to just kind of like stay on schedule, you know, because that's going to mess up your, your flow. If you're having to pull up behind a car and slow down and you're not properly waiting for the right opportunities to weave in and out of cars or do whatever you need. And also there's the risk of getting pulled over and getting tickets or losing your car for whatever reason. And um, that would not be good either. You need to protect, you know, that would also be a time thing. You know, getting pulled over takes time. And if you're going on a long trip like this, you need to mitigate any, any sense of uh, long usage of time that you can. Uh, so you can keep things moving. So for me, that's a, that was a big one because I stayed about 80 miles per hour throughout the whole trip. Maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less here and there. Um, but for the most part, like my car was moving the entire time I was driving and, um, that's, that's important. So I didn't want to mess up the momentum. Same thing for, you know, the amount of days that I chose. I kind of moved things quickly because I wanted to keep my energy level moving. Um, if I stayed in one place for too long, that could have kind of messed up my flow state and I may not have wanted to, to keep moving. So sometimes getting in that flow state's really good or just keeping momentum. But, you know, a lot of people want to rush, 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 get things done fast and think that if you drive faster or move faster or get something done faster, that it's going to be better. And that's not necessarily the case, especially when you're doing a, uh, a longer, more endurance type task. Uh, I think consistency, much like the tortoise and the hare, is more important. The only difference that I don't like about the tortoise and the hare is that tortoise should also still be fast. So, that's, that's that. I'm on the wrong lane. Ha 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 Whoops. Alright. Next one. Likely one of the most important ones, at least one of the most important for me, was the, uh, taking the time to soak it all in. Uh, for me, I was, you know, being a photographer, video person, uh, it becomes very easy to get excited and want to just take photos of everything. But you have to have kind of that Walter Mitty moment and allow yourself to soak it in just for you. There are plenty of times, plenty of moments in life, but plenty of moments during this trip where I just... I saw a scene that was gorgeous. There were some rocks in front of other rocks, and then there was a nice landscape in the background that I got to experience and appreciate just for me. Meaning there might be other people that see see that thing or experience that thing, but they'll never capture it the way I do in my head. And for me, that makes it a unique experience. 
And for that, I really, really love it and appreciate it. And I think uh, during a long trip like this, there are going to be so many times where I'm going to want to continue to um, just take video or photo. And it's just, you got to make those memories for yourself. Find a way to tell the story as opposed to just showing it all the time. And for me, I, I saw gorgeous places in Utah, gorgeous rocks. Um, Colorado was amazing with snow-covered trees, really amazing tall mountains, 10,600-foot climb. It was just amazing, and I loved it, and I got to soak it in for me. And I think we could do that in less extreme circumstances. You know, you can just kind of, like, stop and breathe in the the rain air or let the water hit your face or I don't know quite literally stop and smell the roses uh, there are plenty of things to appreciate in life and I think we need to remember that like part of the human experience is being able to enjoy ourselves and soak in the beauty of nature and our surroundings and love it on the other side of that you're going to want to take good footage because you're, you're driving across the country. Jeez. Like, why would you not want to take photos or video? So prepare yourself, whatever that means. If you only have your phone, maybe if you have time to get one of those clip-on lenses for your phone, get a nice wide-angle lens or fisheye and have some fun with that. Um, get a mount for your car. I use this nice triple suction cup mount thing that I use to uh, put my phone on for time lapses and stuff. Um, if you go on my Instagram account, instagram.com slash rivalmydesign, you can see uh, a bunch of time lapses that I took using that mount. Um, if you have a good DSLR and a partner to take photos, absolutely do that. Or, you know, stop wherever you would like to stop and take some amazing photos. Uh, prepare yourself with, like, extra SD cards and you know, you might need a uh, polarizing filter or anything like that. You know, clean your lenses because you might be in an area that's dusty like Utah. And, um, you know, want to find... Want to find things to allow yourself to get good shots. But also plan your shots. Because I know it's going to be super easy to just point the camera and take photos of everything. But I think some of the best photos are ones... And, you know, you'll find that there's a difference between a photographer and a person who's just taking pictures. And I want to make a recommendation. Is this the right... Where am I going? Uh, I don't know if this is the right turn. Huh. Oh, okay. Got it. This was just a very confusing turn. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, some things that you could do as an amateur photographer is, A, make sure you have good light. I know usually it's the sun, but sometimes... If you're taking a selfie, for example, you uh, people kind of want the landscape in the background and you might not have good lighting on your face. You want to make sure that your face is lit well enough. If you have like a white sheet or a card with you, you can have someone hold it up and bounce the light back onto you. That'll allow you to um, get a little bit of brightness on your face uh, so that you can get the landscape with the sun in the background, but you're not hiding in the shadows, you know? so. That'll, that'll make things nice and bright for you. Uh, another one is if you're taking a landscape photo to 
add something in the foreground, whether it's like a rock or a tree or another person or something, to create a sense of depth. Because a lot of the time, you get like a really gorgeous landscape like Utah or, or like a gorge or something. And while it's immense and amazing, when you take a photo of it, it might appear flat because there's really no reference for depth of field or size reference. So you could put something that's much smaller than what it is you're dealing with. Maybe play with something that's out of focus or in focus um, and, and play with just some different ideas for that. I like multiple layers of depth if it's possible. Uh, that really creates some, some dynamism in your shot. And also if you could frame a shot with like in between two objects. So if you've got like, you see a tree and then like it's forked in the middle, you know, take a photo between the tree, uh, looking at an object or looking at a person. Um, sometimes that frames the shot and creates some interesting looks. So like, for example, for like weddings or something, you, you know, you might want to take a photo in between like the centerpiece and like someone's champagne glass with like the bride and groom in the background dancing or something, you know, that creates some interesting, um, framing. And again, that also gives you some depth of field to get a better sense of, of the environments to really kind of feel more immersed and feel like you're there. So hopefully that helps with some, some basic, uh, tools for taking some good photos and video on your trip because as much as you want to soak it in you're going to want to take a lot of photo and video too so this trip was um mentally difficult and that's one thing to prepare for as well um if you're going to take a long trip like this but for me it was it was definitely mentally grueling i was driving eight to ten hours a day for five days straight and that's just a lot. That's a lot to contend with. It's a lot of focus. I think we underestimate how much focus it takes for us to drive. Um, we need to be basically constantly on alert for any unusual changes in our environment. Um, you know, if a car swerves a weird way or uh, someone's going too fast, um, you need to just be constantly on alert and aware of that. Um, so it is mentally taxing. And for that, you have to allow yourself to take breaks uh, and, and just take time to stop, get some coffee. You know, for me, I stopped every two hours-ish and would get um, something to drink, something to eat, uh, making sure that I was well hydrated and taken care of because, you know, that, that I was feeding my brain more than anything and allowing myself to... Um, to feel good throughout this journey. Uh, it would be way too easy to just keep pushing through and, you know, like anything, it's, it's, you gotta allow yourself to be a professional and take care of yourself, take the proper breaks and, um, respect yourself, you know, respect the fact that this is a long trip, respect that, you know, if you can't drive anymore, leave, stop, take a break, go get a hotel room, and don't go anymore, you know? For me, I'm, I, I consider myself fairly mentally tough, considering all of the things I've had to go through in life with my depression and such. Um, I think I can push through things quite a bit. I do have to allow myself to rest more uh, than I actually do, but for the most part, I was able to successfully 
navigate this trip and um, pretty lucky to be able to do that. So yeah, this trip was mentally difficult. I spent a lot of time on my own. I um, spent a lot of time not only just trying to entertain myself, but uh, not seeing familiar faces. And um, it was just, it was really tough. There were times where I had intense self-doubt. Why am I doing this? What am I doing? Uh, you know, thinking about my divorce and my kid that I'm leaving behind and a lot of things going on in my life that, um, you know, when you're left in that solitude state, uh, it can be very difficult to mentally push forward. Um, I think I was able to, and I was lucky to. I'm lucky to have a persistent brain that allows me to push through difficult things and work through them. Um, but if you're going on this trip uh, across the country, I would, I would highly recommend not doing it alone. Um, I, I don't think I would do it alone again. Um, I think I did it because I felt like I needed it at this juncture, but uh, it would be so much better for you to do it with a friend. Um, I think there are many experiences that I would have stopped at with a friend that I didn't because I was by myself. I'm, you know, I'm lucky to be a person that can soak it all in and appreciate it, so I was more than happy to appreciate the drive for what it is and didn't really need to stop at museums or anything like that. But if I was with a friend, you know, we could have stopped at museums, listened to music, sang songs, and find found ways to enjoy it a little bit more uh, and, and have it feel less of a grueling experience. Not only that, but if the person you're with can drive, you can share duties back and forth and um, be able to, you know, have it be less mentally taxing for both of you. So... Um, I think that would be good. Like the first time I drove cross country, I had brought two friends. So two person, two people in the front were hanging out and the person in the back got to sleep essentially, but we rotated. So that's how that works. And, um, it worked really well. Uh, I didn't drive anywhere near as much as I did this last trip. And, uh, I'm just exhausted thinking about it. So if you're going to do this trip, I would recommend not doing it alone because that was crazy. All right, and the last point or thing or lesson or I don't know, whatever, <laughs> from this trip across the country is that there are people everywhere. It's it's kind of a weird, like, no-dust statement, but, like, driving across the country, you just see different kinds of people um, all over the place. There was this tiny town that I went to called Junesburg, I think it was, um, that I stopped to go to a grocery store. And it was this tiny little town. It looked like a movie set. And um, people live there. Uh, everywhere I went, there are people in Nebraska, Colorado, everywhere you go, there are just people. People are driving. People are moving. There's a lot of white people, actually. <laughs> That's not a political statement. It's just like a, a thing. Um, <laughs> all across that trip, I think I maybe saw like four people of color. <laughs> um, it's just kind of interesting, I suppose. Uh and uh, just all different kinds of people, just mothers and kids and um, people just doing stuff, people getting Subway sandwiches, people smiling, people laughing, people giving you flirty, flirty eyes, <laughs> um, and people just kind of everywhere. It's kind of amazing when you think about it. Uh, you know, we're so used to being ourselves and being 
in our own heads that we don't really stop to appreciate that. The fact that there are just humans all over the place. <laughs> and it's really just, it's it kind of blew my mind when I stopped to think about it, that there's just, there's someone doing something everywhere, basically. Uh, and just, I don't know. For me, I thought it was a really cool thought. Um, and I just wanted to share that with you guys. So, um, essentially, yeah, that, that was probably one of my favorite aspects of the trip. Just seeing that there are just different kinds of people doing different things um, all over the place. Maybe not that different. Like I said, it's just it's a lot of white people. <laughs> Caucasians. But uh, whatever. <laughs> I just thought it was a funny observation. And um, yeah, but just, just different walks of life everywhere. And that's pretty cool. So I'm going to wrap up on the next one. So those were a bunch of things that I learned or uh, observed on my cross-country adventure. Um, I'm a little slow talking today because I'm a bit hungover. <laughs> I drank a little too much last night and uh, I need to get me some coffee and some water and something in my belly. So I'm going to go do that. Um, and the reason I did this podcast today is because I thought it was Monday but it's not. But that's okay. You get a bonus podcast. And um, I wanted to do this relatively soon anyway because, you know, I'm moving on with my life. The trip is over. That journey was fun, but now it's time to keep moving forward and figure out what's next. And right now I'm on my way to figure out what's next. <laughs> so I will, uh, with that, I will... Um, I'll check in with you guys tomorrow. I'll probably post some more random segments throughout the day. Um, but for the most part, if you want to follow me on social media at Rival My Design, that would be rad. Love to talk to you and see what you're up to. Follow you on Instagrams and things like that. Instagram is where I'm most active, I believe. Um, Facebook is another one. And uh, Twitter. That'd be cool. And all that good stuff. So with that, I bid you all adieu. And I hope you have a lovely Sunday. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Be good to one another. And on that note, I will talk to you later.